Hello, ghostly listeners. You've got Jake here, and I'm with my co-ghostess with the mostess, June Nixon. Hi, everyone. And today we have a very, very interesting topic. It's one of my favorite subjects, and that's haunted bridges. Mm. Yes. So spooky, so historic, so deadly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm scared. Oh, speaking of scared, though, Ooh. do you know what the um, name for what that the uh, scientific name or the was it psychological name of the fear of bridges is? No, I don't. Do tell. It is called Jephyrophobia. That is not that something is the, I want to spell. <laughs> yes, that is the fear of bridges. Yeah, but it's not height. It's just the bridge itself. Yeah, it's the bridge itself. It's like some um, some suffer from anxiety. It's an anxiety disorder is what it is. Mm. Um, and it's they clench up, they close their eyes, they sweat really really bad um as they move across any of any bridges so when they come up to a bridge all of a sudden they are you know gripped with fear so powerful that it almost sends some people into heart attacks what they think the bridge is going to collapse or something it's all sorts of things they either think it's going to collapse they i mean they have a that's probably the biggest thing um you know i used to have a horrible fear of flying Mm -hmm. so i was actually you know that would kind of happen to me too where i'd have to really really control myself and take some xanax before i got into a flight but now i've flown so much that it's a little bit better for me but um i think it's just not having any control you know you're driving over something you're walking over something that you don't know any second it could collapse yeah especially since we didn't we don't invest so much in our infrastructure anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, but, our, our but big... I had to throw that in there. I was going to say, the only bridge <laughs> around here that I'm like, this isn't my favorite thing to drive over is the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Yeah. Because it's graded. You can see through the bottom of it and... That is true. That is true. When I yeah, when I drive over it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow. And you know, how, it has how, a history of collapsing. Sound are they? Yeah, how <laughs> sound is are these? But but yes, I had to throw that in there of jephyrophobia. Okay, uh, and it's fun to say. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to chat that to me so I can drop it in the podcast yes. show notes because I won't know how to spell that. I'll just put fear of bridges in right, and then do the search engine. Yes. <laughs> That's good trivia. Um, But back to the subject of haunted bridges. And I think the big thing folks will want to know is how exactly do bridges become haunted? Hmm. Well, I mean, as any other place basically would become haunted. Death. People probably die. (laughs) (laughs) Either jumping to their deaths of suicide, which is a very common factor on a lot of the tallest bridges, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, car accidents, or back in the old days, buggy accidents. (laughs) True. Horse accidents, horse drawn carriage (laughs) accidents. Exactly. That would have to be one drunk horse to do that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> or you know, out of control horses. Yes. Or, or the the sad dog. You know, suicides. Oh yeah, we can get to that when we talk about some mm-hmm. specific bridges. Yes. That's kind of crazy. That one is in 
England or Scotland, something Scotland, like that. Yeah, United Kingdom. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, there's just so many different factors mm-hmm. um, with haunted bridges, but well, let's tackle yes. let's tackle one of the first ones, which is suicides. Yes. And when you think about suicides, all that negative energy just balled up, and you get this massive release. Um, but there's one thing that's really a couple a couple of trivia points here with with the suicides. And that deals with the highest suicide counts, because I was kind of shocked by this. Because I get Ooh. the Golden Gate Bridge. That comes yeah, up as number one as most suicides in the United States. Um, I thought it would be, for the rest of the list, I thought it would have been more East Coast bridges. You know, like mm-hmm. New York City. That's what I was thinking. Just because of population density, but not really the case. And I wonder if they don't really count suicide attempts because while New York and actually Pittsburgh has a lot of bridges too, they may not be high enough off the water to kill people, Hmm, which is kind of interesting. Like when you do San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge, like that bridge is really high up. Right. (laughs) So like think over a hundred feet off the water. So you're going to splat. You know, but what I thought was really interested, interesting is numbers two and three. And this is successful suicide attempts by or successful suicides, not an attempt where you survive. But they were also on the West Coast as well. And they were Colorado Street Bridge in Pasadena. That's called Suicide Bridge. And if you don't know that. Um, And we'll talk about this one a little bit later. That one is over a seasonal river or creek or something like that. So it's dry most of the year. So you can imagine. Wow. You're going to hit rock, right? Uh, And the next one is right here in Seattle. It's Aurora Bridge, which is over the Fremont Cut, which connects Puget Sound to uh, Lake Washington or Lake Union, actually. Lake Union. And... um. That that's a really high up bridge too. So in, in both cases, between Pasadena and the one in Seattle, those are really high bridges. They're like a hundred feet above right. the water or you know the bottom ravine. Um, when it comes to Pasadena, so you're going to have pretty successful suicide attempts there. I mean, it's not like Clark Street Bridge in chicago where if you jumped off it you'd have to be worried more about the mutant polluted fish eating you than right. actually <laughs> yeah, dying it. from the fall okay <laughs> so scary yeah. yeah then they say um over 230 people into their lives uh, over on, the, on aurora yeah something like that i mean the numbers are well over 200 yeah in all three cases um and with Aurora Bridge, it doesn't happen here as much anymore, simply because they put up the suicide gates. Right, right. But a, a couple of people high. a year. You can't climb over. Yeah. yeah. But a, a, I mean, if you can. Yeah. But, you a know. couple of people still jump each year. Mm. Wow. Um, same thing goes with um, Pasadena. The Pasadena, there's ways. But when we get to the specific bridges, we can get into that a bit more. But the next one, and this should not be a surprise, is vehicle accidents 
Right. So, and it could be as simple. And usually the case is someone crosses a lane and they crash in the middle of the bridge or something like that. Like, yeah, we've had that experience with the ducks. I think those ducks have shut down now where a duck uh, crossed the center lane and hit a bus. Can you explain to some people what a duck is? Oh, a duck is an amphibian, amphibious vehicle. So it's, it looks like a boat on wheels. And then it's pretty cool. Yeah. And you can go in the water. So in my home state of Wisconsin, these are pretty popular in Wisconsin Dells. It's a big water park area in the state. And they have a lot of tours with the ducks. But in the case of our uh, Aurora Bridge, a duck crossed the middle lane and clipped a bus, a tourism bus. Yeah, that was horrible. And so shredded both vehicles, people thrown out on the road. and, And I think five people died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that one. But the, you know, accidents happen. The other thing you don't really hear about as much, um, but it happens is especially with the really long bridges. So this isn't the case of like here in Seattle with Aurora Bridge, because the bases that support it are on land. There's nothing over the cuts where the or the waterway. But with San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge, boats have been known to hit the support columns. Oh, wow. Um, so you can imagine it's like a train, especially if you got a barge or one of the bigger ones hitting those support. Because the bridge oh, the bridge wow. can take it. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. The Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> is made to survive like a 9.0 earthquake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little tough. Yeah. And with the fog and stuff, I can see that. But that's one thing. Another big thing, and we don't really talk about this as much with um, bridges, but you've got train trestles. And those oh, yeah. are, you know, those kind of hatched bridges that you see that trains go over rivers or gullies, ravines, all that stuff. That's a trestle. Um, it's made specifically for trains. Anytime there's a derailment or if someone's using the tracks, you know, to cross, which a lot of people do. I mean, in yeah. some cases. They think they can make it. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. I think that's more the case out west. It's just we got really, really wide. <laughs> those are long trestles okay so yeah the only thing you can do is like try to shimmy down the side (laughs) (laughs) when the train's coming um that's pretty common as well but um yeah and we, we consider those all vehicle accidents and they can haunt you. I actually grew up next to a train trestle and it was all oh, dilapidated yeah. and stuff. You wouldn't want to cross. It was creepy AF. It was amazing. And it was right over the Wisconsin River. So you'd see all the swirling current and some rocks oh, and my. stuff like that. It looked really creepy. But at the end of the day, it was like 20 feet wide. Oh, real? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But uh, it was cool too. And it old abandoned because trains don't. You didn't have to worry about getting hit by a train, okay? <laughs> Trains hadn't right. used those tracks in a very long time. Uh, next up, and this is from our dark history. That's hangings and lynchings. So with a lot of the older bridges, it was pretty common, you know, to dole out the, the justice was to put a noose around someone's neck and throw them over the side of the bridge. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you, I guess I never thought of that because, you know, you hear about most hangings from trees. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Bridges, yeah. I could if, see that too. If the bridge is high enough and then you don't have to worry because when you shove them over, I mean, they'll break their neck right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you can just imagine, um, 
what kind of negative energy would imbue right exactly the, the bridge itself um because you know at the end of the day the, the bridges are inanimate structures right it's people that do things <laughs> to make them right, haunted exactly. and yeah. usually the worst in humanity can do it um now, in the Wild West days, what's really interesting, and this happens with a lot of the bridges out here over gullies and ravines, um, is corrupt business folks quite a bit. So this is Wild West days, all right? They were notorious for you want to, you want someone's land or you want someone's cattle, hang them off the edge of the bridge. <laughs> wow. So that's, um, hmm. and then you can leave them hanging there and kind of intimidate everyone. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah, so like, that yeah, was mess with them. Yeah. yeah, and then the last thing comes with natural disasters, and the and for the bridge itself, it, it wasn't used in a bad way, but floods are very common because a lot of times, right. especially out here in the West, um, Arizona and Nevada and New Mexico are pretty notorious for this. Even parts of Utah was because the ground is baked when it finally rains, it doesn't go into the ground, so it becomes a river you know, yeah. coming down from the mountains and it hits the towns in the valleys and, you know, that little Creek or stream now becomes a, a massive river. It's almost like a tsunami coming down a lot of these ravines or valley I've towns. I've seen some of those, those videos. Yeah. It's, it's pretty scary. Cause you know, first it trickles in, then all of a sudden, yeah. holy crap. Yep, yep. Yeah. I think the most famous actually was in Maryland back in the 1800s, early 1900s. Um, and washed away the town. The only thing left was the bridge. So wow. you can just imagine everyone drowning and being washed away. But the bridge kind of holds up all the buildings and collects the ruins. Um, and that will do it for imbuing the bridge. Mm. Makes me wonder, you know, so, yeah, so many of these these famous bridges that have, uh, you know, fallen, fallen down and killed so many people. I wonder how many of those, the rebuilt bridges are haunted. Yeah. I was just thinking of the um, the Mothman, the oh, yeah. Mount Pleasant, Point Pleasant. Yeah, Ohio or something like that. that bridge is is haunted. And West Virginia, isn't it West Virginia? Oh, is it West Virginia? I know it's somewhere right around is, the Panhandle yeah. area, but I don't yeah. know what to I, I just it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, hmm, I wonder if that bridge or that area is haunted. I bet it is. Yeah, it could be the land. I, I mean, is. we we could yeah. talk about other things that go into making bridges haunted. Um, yeah. But one of the other things I didn't really uh, talk about is also with floods. You got a lot of stupid people that go on the bridge to watch the water running underneath of it, <laughs> and yeah. It, destroys the foundation and land and all of a sudden the bridge just goes right down the river with everyone on it which has happened um Mm -hmm. in that case though i think it's more about imbuing the land because the bridge is ruined you know they'll have to rebuild it so i think it's just the echo like a residual type thing but you're probably right would segue us into the types of ghosts and ghostly activity found on bridges. So in most cases, it's a residual haunting, just like in real life. Um, So, you know, we could talk about this more when we go into some of the bridges we want to highlight. But, um, you know, it's just an echo from the past, and it could just be you hear the sound of the accident. You might see people walking on the bridge. I've got some really good stories for Pasadena. 
and the suicide bridge there. The other thing you could have is an intelligent haunting. Um, doesn't happen as much, but something could manifest, approach you, try to interact with you on the bridge. Now, one of the other things we don't really talk about with this, and I think I'm, it would, I'd have to say it might be classified as an intelligent haunting or residual, but you'll get, um, I'll just use the term phantom and they will warn you of danger right, on the bridge. Right. <clears throat> Um, and then, well, it could be also the other thing. There's lots of things, right? We have a lot of this gray area with ghosts. We have bound spirits and that is kind of like the residual and intelligent haunting. I mean, but they're usually active. They're intelligent and active at the same time. They can't really give up the spot. They're attached to the land or the bridge itself. And, um, so I don't know what you necessarily would call that because, you know, it's kind of intelligent haunting. It has a trigger like a phantom. It's got, so I guess we'll just say bound spirits. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> and then one of my favorite things, and I wish I could investigate these in greater detail, deals with ghost portals. Hmm. Because when you think about it, you have tragedy, you have flowing water, you might have limestone, quartz, or other um rocks and geological elements that are really um, strong in a certain area. So you can imagine some tragedy, you have a trigger, like you might have an accident on the bridge or a flat tire on the bridge, and you get this portal thing to open up. Um, Usually the term is when you have a trigger for a portal, it's called a keyed verge, and that could be anything from you know, enough of an electrical current has built up in the area or there's some kind of emotional spark, like maybe someone's right. attempting suicide, getting <laughs> ready to, and it can create these portals that open. I mean, bridges are notorious for ghost portals. You hear about it all the time, right? Um, usually it's the flowing water, right. the river, the current that really does it, but um, bridges are notorious. So what, so what would this portal, I mean, what, what, or do they supposedly do? Is this where they bring in more spirits? Or well, yeah. So what? Ha- you suck your soul. Yeah. Out, so or? I'll put a link to ghost pores. They don't suck your soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just checking. <laughs> but it is kind of like a thinning of the barrier between our physical world and the spirit realm, okay. and it thins. Sometimes you hear about people seeing a white light or strange lights around the bridge. And really it's about spirits coming through the portal and they don't last very long. Sometimes there's an EM rush an electromagnetic field rush that happens. Sometimes you get a lot of EVPs. This is like you get the orbs, but they're more like ghost lights, you know, they're big orbs and solid. And, you know, it's definitely not a butterfly (laughs) that caught the light, right? Okay. Not just dust orbs. (laughs) Yeah. These are like, you know, lights you can see with your own Uh eyes. And you get apparitions as well. But I, I would say the one thing that's different between a ghost portal is it's truly a doorway versus, say, a bound spirit that's just manifesting to warn you of danger. Okay. This is actually a breach. That can happen. And maybe that's when we talk about the Mothman. Maybe yeah, that could be the portal of breach. That's, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. So I have an article on how to find ghost portals. Um, 
And, you know, bridges, bridges are totally notorious for their ghost portals. And I'll drop this one into the show notes. Fascinating. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the haunted bridges, June. Okay. Well, you know, I was really trying to rack my brain to think, you know, how many haunted bridges have I really been to that I knew, you know, were haunted. And I actually went to the bridge to do an EVP session or just, you know, kind of see it. And, um, you know, there really hasn't been that many that I have gone to. But now, since we're doing the show, I'm going to make a list and go to Haunted Bridges. Yes. Specifically, so I can see the Haunted Bridges. But one of my favorite ones, actually, was um, Saks Covered Bridge in um, Gettysburg. Um, it was built, <clears throat> I think, in, well, you know, the middle 1800s. And... Um, uh, during the Civil War, so of course, the uh, you know there's a lot of um, Civil War stories about soldiers, you know, passing, passing through. You know, people will look up and see Civil War so- soldiers walking along, and then they disappear in the bridge. Or um, there was one story about three Confederate uh, deserters who were actually hung from the oh. beams inside the bridge. Oh, so inside. People, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess so, because covered bridges <laughs> yes. aren't really all that high off the water and they had the beams um you know up up there and the the roof you know was pretty you know pretty Uh high up there so they would hang them from the um the roof inside the the covered bridge so a lot of people say that there are certain times each you'll go through there and you will see three figures swinging inside the bridge and then they just disappear so yeah it was it was really um fascinating it's now only for foot traffic Mm -hmm. oh um, okay you know because it is you know it, it was built you know, in the 1800s and it's wood, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, so, you know, it's made to last though. I mean, the, the bridge is still really solid. Um, it's not dilapidated or anything. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's kind of a little out of the way. Um, um, not too far, I think, from Devil's Den, which was one of the bloodiest battles in Gettysburg. Um, really, really small area that I think over 1,300 soldiers, men, died and boys um, died around that area. So that whole area is kind of charged with that energy anyway. So, um, you know, that was one of my, I would say, favorite just eerie feeling when you walk through um and it was really cold too i have to say when we went to gettysburg <laughs> it was only like five degrees <laughs> and there was snow everywhere so it was very eerie and icy and um you know can't say i felt a lot of cold spots because it was just <laughs> thing was i guess the cold spots they generate would feel like warm spots in that way yes yeah, so i would I would be hopeful, you know, it's like, come on, um, you know, if you're manifesting throughout the hot spots, I can get in here and, you know, get warm. But uh, that was one of my favorites. The other one was the Tower Bridge in London, mm. um, you know, said to have a lot of ghostly stories and then uh, also a lot of stories about phantom horses oh. going across the bridge. People will say that they would look up and see a horse galloping across the bridge and it would disappear so that's really interesting there's quite a few people that have said that i was looking looking at that uh those stories but uh that was my other favorite one that i um 
you know. And I stayed at the Tower Bridge Hotel that overlooked the tower. Oh, nice. You know? So I was like watching it to see if I see any ghostly apparitions <laughs> floating down the bridge at night. But I didn't. Mm. <laughs> but it was awesome. So those are my two favorite um, haunted bridges. Yeah, I've done... Um... I've done a couple investigations with haunted bridges, one back in Chicago, and that was the Clark Street Bridge. Um, And and this is a notorious stop for most of the ghost tours anyway, but it's, it's, you know, a city bridge, so you can go anytime you want down. But I went to check out the phantoms associated with the um, Eastland disaster, which that was a big old ship that actually flipped over in the Chicago River. Which, when you think about a river and a ship and like 800 people died, okay? Oh, Uh, It was a really big ship because at the time, you know, you get on at Clark Street and then they raise the bridges. You know, it's the kind of thing where they're split in the middle and they pull up and then you just go down the river and into Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. And every a lot, most people died in like 20 feet of water. Holy crap. Because they were wearing wool clothes. And it got really heavy and a lot of people were trapped in the ship. So when it flipped on its side and the water rushed in, a lot of people were caught below the floors and drowned. The people oh, that did get out, especially the ladies, were wearing their big, you know, they it was a big company mm-hmm. event. So everyone was decked out with and a lot of finest. this heavy wool clothes. And oh, they just man, got too heavy to swim and they drowned. Um so they have a plaque on the side where you would get into the boat and they say you can see the apparitions of people in the water. So it's not really the bridge itself. It's But it's around. Yeah, the it's right there where you would normally dock. The dock part of it isn't there anymore. Um I got nothing. Uh, the other thing is it's a nightmare because it's right on Wacker <laughs> Drive, which is a busy street in downtown. It's right oh, in the loop, wow. right? Mm-hmm. And then the bridge, right. it's in a big city. It's always busy with people walking around. So, you know, take your camera, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, the next one is Pasadena's Suicide Bridge. And I did a two-parter. I did the Arroyo Seco, I said Seco Arroyo, something like that, uh, washway. And that's the seasonal river creek that's at the bottom. So it's below the bridge. So essentially where people would hit when they jumped. And I did that one. Didn't really get anything there. Um, but then I went to the top of the bridge. and And it's a pretty long bridge. It's probably maybe a quarter mile long and i did get two pictures of apparitions yeah it's pretty cool yeah very cool one one you can tell there's an anomaly there the other one is a full-bodied apparition on the bridge and so i did more research after the fact and the spot where i got the picture is the spot that's notorious for the lady who throws her baby over and then she jumps um, oh, it was right man, at that horrible. that little lookout. Well, the baby lived. Turned out the baby oh. landed in the trees below. Uh, landed wow. in the trees and it broke the fall and everything. So the baby survived with you know some Holy scratches and bruises. Crap. I think I think it had a broken arm or something Can like you that. Imagine growing up and he, all of a sudden hearing that story from people yeah. that that's what happened to you when you were a baby. Mm-hmm. <gasps> 
my God. Yeah, I think that happened back in the 20s or 30s, something like that. Uh, wow. Of course, the mother, she left and, you know, splat. But they have these little lookout areas along the bridge. Um, so you could look over the edge if you want. Of course, they didn't have the suicide gates uh, right. fencing up to at the time. It was just the standard concrete for the bridge. Um, and that picture was taken right by one of the areas where that, that ghost is notorious for jumping. And what was really interesting, too, is when I got to the two points where people would jump, it like you just get the, overwhelmed by the sadness when you were mm -hmm. there which was kind of crazy. That's really sad. But the, the really interesting thing, though, about the full-bodied apparition pick, because um, we were camped out there for like two hours <laughs> doing right. it, and no one crossed <laughs> the bridge. And so when you're seeing like this picture of a woman walking on the bridge, you're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there was like it, you, no one on the yeah, bridge. And you we did, were there. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't yeah. see anything at the time. It's just I was going back wow. through through all the photos we took, and we took hundreds upon hundreds of photos and video. And it was just one frame on an infrared camera that was actually in its color setting, its normal light setting. That is that's pretty awesome. Um, so I'll put a link to the picture in the show notes, but I've got my full write-up on Suicide Bridge. And, you know, apparitions are the holy grail right? for ghost yeah. hunting. And it's really cool to see. So I'll put links to actually both photos. I did the thing where you got the little red circle around them. So it's obvious because where I was standing, they were way down towards the other end of the bridge. I was on the north. Actually, it would be the east end of the bridge. And the apparitions happen closer to the west end of the bridge. So wow. they'll be all really big zoomed in pictures. But otherwise, I mean, that was pretty nice stuff. Otherwise, I got nothing on the bridge. I mean, it's the bridge itself is part of a highway. And right next to it is I-10 or 110, something like that. So there was a lot of car noise. Like EVP mm -hmm. is a disaster. And then oh, you have right, the wind. Right. Coming across the um, bridge as well. Unless something said something right in your microphone. Yeah. There's like no way to, to say if it's a paranormal mm -hmm. or not. Because if you hear yelling or screaming, you know, mm -hmm. from a distance, that could be anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's it's Southern California by Los Angeles. Pasadena's big town. There's houses everywhere. So you don't know what's going to people talking, getting picked up on the wind. Uh, it, there's no one was on the bridge, but. It's a residential area right there, so you could be picking up anything. Um, right. And then we have our suicide bridge in Seattle, which, you know, I'm going to call most of the hauntings there urban legends. Probably, yeah. So the... Like I did a lot of research and it's known for three hauntings. And that's just a couple that's walking across. We've got, there's a pedestrian way on it. Um, just a couple that walks by at night and then vanishes. I mean, okay. Then there is the story of the mm -hmm. little girl. She's like anywhere from eight to 12 and she puts a noose around her neck and jumps. And I'm just like, okay, that oh, doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I was going to say that's, yeah, that's something 
that a child would not do that. Somebody, you know, somebody that uh, he wanted to murder her would, yeah. you know, put a noose around her neck and throw her over. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, children don't usually. No. no. Especially eight years old. No. And then there's the dude with his dog that's walking and he just grabs his dog and jumps over the side. So this all sounds like very much residual phantomy type hauntings that happens right Right. in the middle of the bridge. I wouldn't put any credence to that. Um, But there are talks about phantom figures on the beach below Mm -hmm. the bridge. And that one is a bit more understandable because you know you'd hit the water and it's right. over for you so maybe you would see folks on the the spirits of those who had passed but it's I, I guess we could talk about that for a minute because when you think about it just talking about the ghost some bridges we're talking about every manifestation happens on the top of the bridge not below Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, you'd think where people would hit and die. Now, I get if there's water under the bridge because you would hit and the current would wash you away. Right. Um, But in the case of Suicide Bridge in Pasadena, it's land. Right. Well, a lot of people hit the land on the other side of the the, um, Aurora Bridge. Yeah, but no one... (laughs) It's just you you read more about when they get ready to commit suicide. So it makes me think the emotional trigger is stronger um, before they commit the act. Yeah, that's true. Because that would be the, yeah, deciding where you're going to do it or not Mm -hmm. and how distraught you are. And that imprint has to leave, you know, it has to leave an imprint, you know, on the top of the bridge. Yeah. So you're right about that. Yeah. Think about that. And no one, like, because I was checking on the Pasadena suicide bridge and you never heard about anything in um, Arroyo Seco or I think it's Seco Arroyo Arroyo. That's the seasonal riverbed area. No talk about ghosts down there whatsoever. Everything's on top. When we talked about Aurora bridge though, we hear about phantoms on the side, like the beach or the walkways there. Uh, Most of the activities top of the bridge. Uh, And I think it's just, you're right, though. That's when emotions are highest. Like when you talk right. about the Sachs covered bridge, because everyone was hanged from the rafters. Hanged mm-hmm. or hung? I don't know. Hung. <clears throat> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. And then you can't really count Clark Street Bridge because nothing really happened at Clark Street. I mean, on the bridge, it was in the water off the bridge. So I'm just, when I think about that, I, I just think it has to be how the emotions are imbued. But yeah. the other thing is bridges are really sucky to investigate on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, especially since they're outdoors for one big thing. Yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. uncontrolled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's still traffic and, you know, s- still traffic, still people crossing them. Uh not all of them are safe to investigate on. No. no. Um, it's just, I, so usually for the ghost hunting tip is when I investigate a bridge, I just use video EMF meters as much as possible. Right. Because I know the EVP, you'll have to throw so much of it out 
Um, it's just, and a lot of them are phantom figures as well, which is pretty interesting that bridges are notorious for their apparitions more so mm-hmm. than other items. That's true. It's really interesting. So bring a good camera, but I know June wanted to talk about the ghost dog bridge or suicide dog bridge. You know, it's, it's really bad because I, I just have to say that, um, you know, when you hear about the, you know, people, the suicide bridge where it's, where people are jumping off, you know, you're just like, Oh, that's really sad. But then when you hear about a bridge that has dogs basically committing suicide, it's like, Oh my God, this is horrible. So I think that's a lot more horrible than the regular human suicide bridge, but you're thinking, why, Jake? And I know that you actually found a the good reason for this, and I'd never heard it before. I actually never looked it up, but um, but it's uh, I think it's Overtown Bridge in Scotland. Yeah, it's O V E R T O U N. Overtown. I don't know if it's Overtown or Overton. I don't know. Sorry, sorry, our sorry, American Scotland. language. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, it's it's this bridge where it's like I'm I was can't, I can't even remember the number of dogs have gone like crazy. Of course, dogs that aren't on leashes or or things like that start running over the bridge, and then all of a sudden they just jump over the side. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean a lot. I know it's like a big number because I was I was like um, I mean I, I mean at least was I think it was over fifty dogs. Yeah, it's hundreds actually over the years. Oh, hundreds of dogs have done this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just but it's just like what in the hell? Um, yeah. So did you want to explain a little more what you had seen, or do you have it there? I, I've I've got it up. So the That's the okay. town in Scotland is Dumbarton. <laughs> Dunbartonshire mm-hmm. and Overtown or Overton Bridge. And what happened? Um, they've only been tracking these, just so you know, uh, since the 1950s. But it's been hundreds of dogs have done this, and it usually comes down to the hounds, scent hounds, and uh, sight hounds that are most impacted by this. And the dogs will just. Something will pique their interest, and then they will go running and leap over the edge. It's a 50-foot gorge below it. Mm-hmm. It turns out the trees are really high and close to the bridge. The dogs pick up the scent of squirrels and chipmunks and other critters that are in the trees. And to the dog, they just see the canopy. So they think it's like grass or the ground. This is from an animal behaviorist. And so they go running and leap to get to the critter that's in the trees, thinking that Mm -hmm. the branches and leaves are grass and the ground. And so they jump and then fall to their deaths. That is just so sad. I know. I just can't even imagine, you know, you're just taking your dog out for a walk, off-leash walk. Mm -hmm. Don't keep your dog on a leash, damn it. (laughs) 
Well, especially now when you know the history of the bridge, yeah. it's like, come on, people. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, uh, so I, I just found this little bit of inter- interesting information um, from the Celts, and this was, you know, the pagan Celts. The The right. location is called a thin place, and this is where they think that heaven and earth overlap. So it's kind of like this superstitious, mat, you know, kind of supernatural place. And to be specific, Dumbarton is approximately 10 miles from Glasgow. Okay. If you go northwest of Glasgow, you can get to Dumbarton and the bridge. There's like this little finger, you know, on the west coast of Glasgow. It's like fjords. I don't think they have fjords there, but you have this little finger of the ocean that sticks in and it's, mm-hmm. and it's right there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's really fascinating. Yeah. And the show ha- and this bridge has been on The Unexplained Files, which uh American TV show. And they've covered it. Yeah. But it's so sad, the little baby dogs. Oh, no. It's just, I couldn't even imagine taking my dog out. And then all of a sudden, they just jump over the side of the bridge yeah. oh my god so they say what the dogs smell as i've got the article up here and it was published in the new york times i'll drop the the link they smell mink pine martens and other you know mammals in the trees that's what does it wow but again it's wow. not every dog it's usually the sight and scent hounds so be careful with your beagle Yes, extremely. Mm-hmm. You're walking them over there. Yeah. Oh. So what about the ghost stories? I'm sure it's like, are there a lot of dog ghost stories and sightings? And Well, so the thing with the bridge, not so much dogs. Um, there is the spirit of who they call, um, There, there's like a white lady that crosses the mm-hmm. bridge. Um, Always a lady in oh, white. Yes. And I'm trying to. I'm f- sure the wind is blowing her. <laughs> of course. Shroudly gown behind her. Yeah. Um, so I don't see a name for the lady in the article, but uh, since the bridge has been built, there's just been tales of a white lady that walks across it. And they hmm. say maybe this is the spirit that causes the dog to jump, but it's pretty obvious it's kind of debunked that it's yeah. critters in the trees. <laughs> but you never know. You never That's know. That's true. It could be, you she could know. be luring. Yeah, um, she could be luring. Yeah. Or oh. she could be casting the fa- the. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> let let me mouth. read this. Let me read this verbatim uh, okay. from the article. I found it is uh, this deals with one of the people that lives in the area. So Mr. Owen's theory is popular among some local residents who grew up hearing stories about the white lady of Overton, the grieving widow of John White. So the lady lived alone in grief for more than 30 years after her husband died in 1938. I mean, 1908. So uh, said Marion Murray, a Dumbarton resident, her ghost has been lurking around here ever since. She's been sighted in windows and walking around the grounds. How interesting. Mm -hmm. So not only is she the lady in white, her last name was also white. Yes. So mm -hmm. Mm. So she is the white ghost. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> maybe she's not really wearing white at all. Maybe she's just called the white ghost and everybody assumes she's wearing white. Correct, because she's ectoplasm, right? And we all <laughs> well know in the Ghostbusters world, ectoplasm's green and slimy. <laughs> green. But, we, you yes. know, if we do the spiritualist movement, it was white and cottony. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, cottony. Your, your orifices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. So, June... <laughs> For our gentle listeners, if they would like to come ghost hunting on haunted bridges with us, what can they do? Well, just look up a ghost.org and um, send us a message through the contact form there. And uh, I will will personally answer you. Just saying. Yes. And then, you know, come to one of our right now, our meetings are a little virtual, but hopefully that will end someday and we'll have a nice meet in person again time so um but uh yeah i'd love to schedule some haunted bridges for us to investigate yes even though they're a pain in the ass yes <laughs> <laughs> bring your video cameras and let's go yeah we can probably go out um to one of the ghost towns because mm-hmm. you know the mountains and the valleys, and there's a lot of yeah. we have a lot of bridges. Be a lot quieter. Yeah, be quieter. A, a lot, lot of bridges out here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to go necessarily walking <laughs> across them, but we might yeah, do something at the mouth <laughs> of the bridge, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be a little more specific with that. Yes, yes. Yes. So we'll look into some of those towns once things open up. Luckily, parks have opened up now. But with that, thank you for tuning in. Yes, thank you. And next week, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I'll probably do another haunted kind of building or thing. Maybe we can do haunted vehicles. Ooh, that'd be cool. Christine. Yes. There's a good urban (laughs) legend about that one, too. Okay. Thank you, and take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. 